this morning I've invited um, just some of the folk who went to Caloundra over this last few days to come and share with us very short um, testimonies of what um, they experienced of the Lord, what they saw and how that's touched their life and, um, and the implications of that journey. So, so this morning you're going to hear lots of testimonies of what people have, have experienced of the living God over the last few days. And it's our prayer that you'll be encouraged that as you hear their stories, you will see your story. You will see your story of invitation from God. Okay? So God, as we spend some time together hearing these testimonies, hearing these accounts of Jesus touching lives, we pray that our eyes, our lives, our hearts would be opened and transformed, that we would see our story in Jesus and we would be drawn deeper into that life experience here um, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now there's no pecking order here. It's like, hey guys, that we're on up there and I've sort of pumped you all with a bit of a message last night. Who wants to, who wants to lead off for us? Who's going to lead off? Where are the leaders leading? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. oh, Ash is coming. <laughs> He's leading the charge. Thanks, mate. Ashley Brown. Welcome, Ashley Brown. Uh, I wasn't going to, but there you go. Um, Tuesday, I... Vaughn's not here, is he? Tuesday, I, I went up the coast with Vaughn and picked up a car. And um, I don't know, something happened. And on Wednesday, I pointed at something and my back just went, tink. And then I couldn't move the rest of the day. Um, I found it most comfortable just to lie flat on my back on the floor. Um, and the rest of Wednesday, Wednesday night was a really uncomfortable night. Tuesday, uh, Thursday morning we got up and we're like, I was really deliberating whether I'd go up the coast or not to the conference. Uh, but I went, oh, well, you know, got to go. So heat packs, and I had a heat pack, and I couldn't sit down. Like, I, I sat down for the hour and hour or so journey up the coast. It was really uncomfortable for me. And um, I could lay down, but sit down was just putting massive pressure on my back. Um, anyway... At the conference, I kind of went with a lot of expectation to the conference, thinking, well, you know, like, it'll get sorted. Um, anyway, we were about to leave. It kind of didn't, it didn't head down the whole we're going to heal everyone path. So I went, oh, well, I'll just go home and we'll be right. And Kate said, no, no, we need to pray for you now. And so Kate and Tavia and Nick sort of huddled around. Oh, and Caitlin, if she's here too. Thanks, Caitlin. Um, and... I was sort of like, oh, yeah, it's a two, and then, oh, no, it's a five, oh, no, it's back up to a ten, and it was really kind of all over the shop, and when I left, I still had some pain. Um, I, I drove home, though, but on the way up, I sat in the passenger seat, so I, was, I felt well enough to drive home. Uh, Friday morning, I woke up, and there was just a slightest twinge, but I have not felt an ounce of pain since that, um, and I've, you know, been doing everything that I normally do, uh, without an ounce of pain. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, thank you for the people who are willing to step out and do that for me. But that's a healing experience for personally from, from what happened at the conference from people that are willing to step out in that. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ash. Good story, mate. Darren Wright. Come on up, Darren. Um, the parameter of this was something life-changing, but I didn't have anything <laughs> specific. Am I allowed to talk anyway? Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, um, what touched my heart most about the conference was the concept of extended family. I mean, as a musician, I look forward to mixing and ministering um, with musos outside of our local tribe, but I was blessed to see that we all had the same spirit. Um, and, like, you have a nodding acquaintance with lots of people. You see them year in, year out. But um, um, others, God forges special links. Um, for example, there's two precious ladies who do one of the more important jobs at Westgate Vineyard, whom I look forward every year to catching up with, and it's quite mutual. It's kind of like cousins that you don't see very often. They're separated by distance. And Peter Downs, as you know, is one of the national directors, maintains that our movement is a family, not just an association. And there's, you see that truth at the conference. And it helps us, and especially the smaller fellowships, to know that we're not alone in doing this stuff. Thanks, Darren. 
Great observations, mate. All right, who's up? Trent, come on up. Trent Jacobs. Thanks, Kirk. Um, okay, so I know Karen's got some stuff to share as well, but to fit this into two minutes, going up to conference, both of us were, I can have two and a half. All right, then I'm going to do two stories. Um, going up to conference, we were both in a, in, in a pretty rough place, to be honest. You know, we were heading there thinking, you know, if we don't have some kind of experience of the love of the Father, we just don't know how long we can kind of keep doing this stuff, sort of pressing through and... Um, so there was that, and, um, and then I was also feeling particularly sorry for myself when it comes to healing ministry, because I was just thinking, you know, we headed up hearts for ages, but no one I ever prayed for ever got healed, and I've prayed for people so many times, and I just don't see people getting healed. So I was also thinking, all right, well, I'm pretty tired of that scenario. So um, on the, it was on the th one of the nights... Um, some, uh, Karen and I were kind of sitting there and, you know, when Peter, the, the, the speaker did one of those, you want to stand up if you want to get out there and do things for Jesus. And I just kind of sat there because um, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, and uh, anyway, so I was kind of about to sneak out when someone, um, a few people actually came over and they um, wanted to pray for Karen and I. And uh, anyway, so... The one thing was, the first thing I said was, well, look, healing doesn't work for me and I'm frustrated. So one of the ladies who I know is always in a serious amount of pain said, well, okay, well, pray for me right now. Let's see what happens. So I did. And um, I didn't really see anything happen at the time. And she didn't feel anything at the time. But she, she told me the next morning that that night was the first night she didn't have to wake up in the middle of the night to take painkillers for months. And the last time she forgot to take painkillers in the middle of the night, she was in so much pain the following day, she actually was wiped out for the entire day. So something happened, you know, and that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and then the second one was just feeling the Father's love and just feeling His presence and knowing that is there. I needed that so badly. And um, I was getting prayed for by two guys, and the one guy sort of looked to me and he said, you know... The way that I feel God's presence is I get teary. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, that happens to me as well, but that doesn't count, okay? Um, I want something different. Um, anyway, so he, he said that, and, and after he said that, this, this pasty guy from, from Melbourne named John came all the way from the other side of the room. He obviously didn't hear what that guy had said, but he just came up and sort of gave me this huge hug and said, um, mate, I don't know why, but God just wanted me to come over and remind you about how you get emotional when you prophesy over people. And so I said, okay, I'll get it. I'll, I'll take it. I do. I feel the, the Father's love. And that was great because, you know, God answers the prayers that we really need answered. So that was good. Trent, before you, just before you go, can you just, I, I just felt like at the back end of that first story, I felt like there was something in, the, in your heart that needed to be vocalised and it was, like, it was just a simple statement that re replaces the old statement that healing doesn't stick when I pray. And I felt like you just needed to say out loud, God heals people through me. God heals people through me. Well done. Thanks, Trent. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, mate. <laughs> Karen, come on up. Karen Jacobs, come on up, Karen Jacobs. <laughs> I just thought Feel it would make sense to follow on from Trent. Um, yeah, so for a few reasons, we ha well, I had really stopped following the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Um, this is pre-conference, just because of disappointment and disillusionment. And I'd had my face smeared in the mud a few times when I tried to follow his prompting. Um, so um, one evening, um, I was forced into the situation where which is kind of like turn to the three people around you and pray for the, per the person nearest you who's putting their hand up for prayer. And um, anyway, the lady with, uh, that was nearest to me said, can we please, please pray for my husband? He has a really sore neck. And he was at the conference but just not in that meeting at the time. And so we, well, so we prayed. Um, uh, well, it, actually, it was me praying. But um, we prayed in the group. Um, and... That was the end of that, so we just prayed that, and, and obviously he wasn't there to report back. The next day, uh, we saw him, and he said, um, oh, yeah, his neck had actually gotten a bit better, um, so that was good. 
And I said, okay, good. Well, we should really just keep praying then. If it was getting better, we should pray again. So, you know, and I say, I say this in my very, like, matter-of-fact way. Well, you know, if you're having healing, you should pray again. So um, we never got to chat again uh, at the end of that particular meeting. Um, and that night was the night that Trent was talking about where we got some prayer from people. And in that prayer, I think something was unlocked in me um, because in the process of the prayer, uh, it, something was unearthed in me and it was just that I got to express just how frustrated I was that we were not seeing the kingdom come and I still feel emotion about, emotional about it, but it was a deep, deep cry from right in the core of my being. And it's just like, if... If we cannot see the kingdom operating on this earth and if I'm not going to see any breakthrough and I'm not going to see and I'm not going to have the courage and I'm going to be too weak to do it, then it is not worth being here because I have a wonderful life but it is just pointless if we cannot see the kingdom come because that is all really that counts in the end of the day. And so there was this cry that came from my heart in that ministry time um and so what happened uh, there was other stuff that happened then but uh, just because I only have two minutes I'll only share this <laughs> um so the fi- we then hit the final day of the conference and I saw the man whose neck we said we should pray for again and I did the same thing that I've been doing for ages now. It's just like, yeah, we should pray, but nah. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, then it, then it came again. It was like, oh, yeah, we really should pray for him again. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to just leave the room to go to the toilet. If he's still here when I get back, then I'll offer to pray for him. Um, so I left the room and, yeah, he was still there. And then, <laughs> and then I thought, and then there was a perfect moment. He was standing there with his wife, so it was all very appropriate to pray for him. And, and they were finishing off a conversation with someone else. I thought, okay, right. All right, Holy Spirit, I will do it. Um, and so I went to pray for him again and with his wife and uh, we prayed. And he said in that moment... He, uh, the pain went down to, from, I think it had gone down to a four from the night's, previous night's prayer, and now it had gone down to a one. So we prayed, uh, we continued to pray, but in part of the healing was him um, confessing, um, because his injury had actually happened when he had followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and because of that, he had been injured because um, yeah, something had fallen on his neck. And that was bec- him following the Holy Spirit and, and really taking a risk and really trying to conquer his own fear with the Holy Spirit. And his softness of heart as we prayed for him was such a testimony to me because he just, he was another man who'd had broken dreams. Like, he'd had things stolen away from him that the Holy Spirit longs to bless us with. He longs to bless this world. And the Satan just comes and he's, he robs us of those things and makes us believe that we cannot do them and that they will never happen. This was a man here in front of me saying, Lord, I will still follow you. I will still go where you lead me. I will still, even though he's got this injury, but he was being healed in the process. And as he was being healed, I was being healed. And as he, I was being healed, I was just feeling the Holy Spirit right through my body, which is something that I don't often feel. And so it was a, it was a trembling that was just right, right through from my head to my toe as we were praying. And um, so he got... Yeah, he, uh, I believe he got healed. Um, he, he had said it came down to about a one, um, and it's the kind of thing you kind of, it will come and go, so it needs to be tested in over time. But um, in terms of how that transformed my thinking was just, number one, God helping me to understand how deep the cry of my heart is to see the things of the kingdom and how stifling that just made me miserable. And how um, the, the potential that a soft heart has to bring healing. And I saw that in the man that we prayed for, that his heart was soft despite 
the pain and the dreams being robbed. Of, and so I was really encouraged by Jesus to keep a soft heart and keep going. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Tavia. Come on up, Tavia. Tavia Seymour? Yeah, I was holding back because I wanted to hear what other people would say so I had less, so I could finish <laughs> two minutes. No, and no you're fine. I felt like I was very meant to follow Karen and Trent because I think I went up... Definitely there was a point halfway through conference where I went, yeah, that's all right, you know. And I think for me the turning point was probably Kath Henry's um, talk, which if I really hope that was recorded because it was worth hearing. Um, but just um, some things that popped out at me were um, Robbie Dawkins talking about uh, rank, cranking it up, increase, increasing the risk, which is an interesting concept, um, which I have tested and it's good. Um, <laughs> I will share a little bit more. Um, I definitely want to share... Um, the one to, this, I know the Robbie ones were recorded. Listen to the, his talk on David because it's good. Like I've put about 50 asterisks next to that so I keep reading it. These are my notes from the conference. Because he talks about how David and Goliath, we know the story really well, but he didn't get a prophetic word from God. He didn't get a little nudge saying, go out and deal with this Goliath thing. He, he went and he went, there is clearly a problem here. God is being defied. You know, his people are under attack. I should do something. That was his word. It wasn't uh, God going. And what's more, and which I found very encouraging for a couple of people in my life, everyone was saying, no, David, you're wrong. People in authority, people with wisdom, you know, the, the, the king, uh, were all saying, no, 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 no. Everyone's saying no, but still he did it. And I found that um, really worth hearing. I think sometimes everybody is going to tell us, no, it's against the law. Maybe, you know, you're allowed to do that in your school or in your hospital. Can't preach the word of God. But God is like, well, there's a cause here because this person desperately needs to know me. Um, so definitely listen to that talk. It was really good. Um, Kirk did a pretty good ending conference one where he talked about rejecting passivity, which I really needed to hear because, frankly, sometimes it's just too inconvenient to do anything. Um, it really is. Like, I'm just like, oh, I know, yeah, but I just really want to read a book or watch this show or no. Uh, and so for me, I really needed to hear that step out. And so yesterday, because, uh, you know, I came out of conference going, I want to do this stuff. I want to pray for people. I, I do want to step out. I want to crank up the risk. And then, you know, I'm going shopping because it took me a lot even to get out of my house because I'm like, if I go out, there's going to be people. <sighs> And so I'm going shopping and I'm like, yep, I'm very alert, I'm aware, I'm got my shopping in the, in the car and, and God's like, just go that way. And I very, Robbie talks about the fact that when you get a word, it's a perk. And so God was kind enough to give me a that way. And I'm like, oh, nobody, all right. So I got up, I'm walking around and I'm thinking, all right, what I'll do is I'll just... My faith will be that I will walk over there. There'll be no one there and I'll walk back. But I stepped out, you know. And um, <laughs> I walked over there and there's a woman sitting on the chair and I hadn't seen her from where my car was, but two steps later I did see her and I went, ah, oh, okay. You know, it's that whole thing where God kind of highlights a person and it isn't a big glowing light. It, it is just, huh, that one. So I'm walking over and I said, look, and I, you know, did the usual stepping out praying for people God gave me a nudge felt that I should you know ask do you want prayer and she went yes and I went awesome that's really good uh, and I had a really good talk with her and she specifically asked me for two things to pray for including this little boy who's you know on his literally uh, his childhood cancer and is on life support so I think that you know there was clearly it was popped out straight away it was clearly on her heart so we prayed for him and I was and she turned out she actually was a believer too because she said, you said the word pray and, you know, talked with her. And, but what for me was I felt incredibly blessed by God walking away that he had been so kind as to give me an immediate yes and a little prompt. And so that it wasn't just that I was praying for someone and we got to pray for this little kid uh, and his name's Raymond if you want to pray for him. Um, I don't know. Only in heaven will we know. Um, but... I just that I was also hugely blessed because my faith was encouraged, and I had to go to another shops um, to get some other stuff. And I was like, "Well, you know, I've done my prayer thing. I don't need to step out of chair." And I walked past this woman, and again, it was this highlighty thing. And I'm like, "I got shopping to do," so I went into those shops and I bought my shopping. And I walked out, and I'm at the cash register, and I'm like, "Look, if she's still there, I'll pray." <laughs> you know how this is going to go. Of course, she was still there, and so I'm like, "All right." And I went up to her and I said, can I pray for you? And she went, yes. And I went, 
It's so awesome. And so I got to pray for her back, which I tend to pray for backs a lot. This one, God seems to go, pray for backs. So, and I got to pray and chat with her as well. And it was really, it was not scary. And um, that's, you know, an encouraging thing because it is. It, the, the, when I walked past her the first time, I felt fear. And even as I walked past her and into the shops, I went, I know that that's not my fear, that's the devil's fear. And that has, was actually what encouraged me on the way out. And, um, and it turned out she was also a believer. And I don't know, you know with these people how much of a believer they were, but enough that they recognised God's presence. And um, I, I, for me, I, again, I walked away going, wow, Lord, you know that my prayer in my heart was, I want to do this more. I want to step out and see people saved. And the only way we're going to do that is stepping out of the church and praying for people outside of the church, which is what Robbie was talking about at the conference. And, um, and so I was, you know, I was determined that I was going to reject being just, you know, she'll be right, mate, and actually step out. And that God was so kind to give me those little nudges um, because sometimes he won't give you the nudges. You've just got to be alert and looking around. So that's, that's my little thing from the conference. Awesome. Thanks, Tavia. <laughs> Wonderful stories. Trish Wright. Come on up, Trish. Um, in the line of going to conference burnt out, <laughs> I was fried. <laughs> and um, I've started studying uh, and um, it's uh, just consumed me. And um, so I went up there, Darren kept, Darren kept saying, coming up to conference, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? And I'm like, yes, we're going to make it. And, um, but so we got there and um, I, you know, I set all these sort of hoops that I was going to have God jump through and this was going to be great and not a single one got touched. <laughs> but but um, Robbie was praying and he said, if all you do is pray for Christians, you're going to get depressed. And I went... And, um, but I'd gotten so depressed that I'd stopped praying for non-Christians as well because it was just nothing worked. And um, one of the gifts that God has given me is to hear his voice for another person and get prophetic words. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care. I don't actually care. Right. And, um, and so it was just... It was just not good. So um, one of the nights, again, because it all kind of tends to blend after a while, but Robbie was talking about um, people having their mouth uh, burning because God was putting prophetic words in your mouth. And I felt like I had just, like, sculled a jar of chilli peppers, you know, like just, you know. And it was like, it was like, God, I get... And he... Can I give the happy clappy ones? But it was like a choice. It was a, you can, which um, probably broke me more than, you know, because that grace is so. I like law, and uh, anyway, so that was really awesome. I just sort of in like Karen said, you know, people were standing up, and I just turn around and and uh, I would feel my mouth burning. So I would just say whatever came out. And the whole, the whole time we were there, I was just giving these words and people were going, you know, the, the first lady, I just said, oh, I see you doing something with your hands. It's like creative. It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. And then there's this. And then I said, oh, so, you know, anywhere. She's, oh, yeah, I'm an art teacher and I do this and I do this and I do this. It was just amazing to me how accurate the words were and, and how gracious God was in confirming his word. But um, the really scary thing was, uh, I'd, 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 you know, so I'd been prophesying over people and that, and that kind of is okay. And then I'd, one lady was sitting by herself and I went to pray for her and I said, you know, how can I pray for her? And she said, healing. And I'm like, oh, because I kind of haven't got a great record with that one either. Um, and uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know, if it's a headache, yes, or something like that, you know. And I said, um, well, what are we praying for? And it was um, a, con- a, a um, degenerative disease. And so she was, she was going to die from this. And I'm like, huh, 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 you know. So I, anyway, we started to pray and, um, and uh, God started to touch her and... and God, God gave me some specific things to break off her and some specific things to speak over her. And then, and then I just found myself saying, you're going to have the best night's sleep tonight. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to know 
that the, the healing is coming and, and then that the, you know, there'll be a key given to you tomorrow for this healing. And, um, and I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> so it was kind of like, whew, you didn't know. But um, I said, uh, you know the guy that plays the sax? Because everybody knows the cool guy who plays the sax. <laughs> I said, you know the big guy who plays the sax? I said, he's my husband. I said, tomorrow morning, I said, not to break confidentiality, but if you sleep well, will you just come up to him and go, yes. And she said, yeah, I will. So I'm like, cool, just so that I'd sort of know. And um, uh, Darren came up when I got, because I had to go, I, I wasn't there on Friday morning, so I'll have to hear the thing about passivity, because, yeah, I need to hear that. And um, uh, so uh, uh, when, I, when I first got back up the coast, I said to Darren, Darren said, that lady came up and went, yes. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> wow. And then um, I actually ran into the lady. And um, she said, I went and Ken Fish prayed for me and I just got the key to the whole thing and it got broken. And I was just like, yeah, like that. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Trish. Wonderful. Uh, Sarah and then Janine. Okay. Sarah Wiseman. (laughs) Yo. I brought tissues because, you know. We all know me. Um, so this week was pretty significant for us in a whole, for a whole bunch of reasons. We had, we've obviously had a legal battle going on for about three years now and we had to leave the conference on Wednesday night, come back to Brisbane and we had a really important meeting on Thursday. And um, it's over, thank the Lord, which for us is just like, yeah, God just brought justice and it was actually a very yucky experience. Like there was a lot of accusation a lot of attack on my character and, you know, it felt like I just got punched in the face all morning, to be honest. But the thing that was equally as significant as it being over was leaving our family on that Wednesday night and just feeling sent with the spirit. Like, it was like what Darren was saying, not everyone from Queensland either, people who we just met you know, who knew about it, prayed for us and said, we love you, we're for you, we're going to be here when you get back. And it, we, it, was, it like, was so amazing to feel like we were leaving our family and whatever happened, we were coming back to our family. And we just, it was like we couldn't wait to get back up there on Thursday night because it was like we were running into the arms of the Father, but it just looked like all of you guys. And I just wanted to encourage everyone, this is family. And whatever you're going through, run to this place and just find people because people here want to love you and pray for you and take care of you. And I had kind of gotten into the rhythm of just trying to keep it together and try and just be faithful. And, you know, sometimes other people are there to fight the battle when you're feeling a bit weak. And I just, that was so significant for me because it was like, I love my family, you know. I love my vineyard family from all over Australia. It was amazing. And then I thought, okay, well, God's done the cool thing for me this week. It's over. And we were feeling mixed feelings of, like, relief but also a bit shattered and, like, beaten up pretty much and um we were standing there on Thursday night and I was just thanking God thanking him for his faithfulness and his goodness and that we could start a new season and um and I and then when Robbie was talking about the burning I felt this little like tingle on my tongue and I was like oh no no it's probably just something I ate for dinner I don't know (laughs) I was you know like you kind of explain it away and um it started to get a bit more intense on my lips and then I just it became really apparent that voice inside of me that was like you're just you don't really have much to say anymore you know like and I didn't realize but I'd subconsciously been feeling like I'd been so drained of everything in this three years of like just fighting I felt so like I actually didn't have that much to offer And he was saying, you know, that means you're prophetic. And I started just arguing with the spirit in my head, like, no, I'm not. I'm, I don't even know what I have to say anymore. And I was just feeling a bit beaten down. And then I'm standing there. Here we go. (laughs) I'm standing there. And um, just this woman comes up to me who I just really connected with her that week, but we don't know each other super well. And she just put her arm around me and was like, you're a prophet. And you need to speak. And, like, um, the biggest thing over the last three years was, like, oh, I felt like my voice had just been taken from me. And I felt like, um, 
yeah, just things have happened and like my face had been smeared in the mud and I felt like maybe like what I thought God had called me for I wasn't real anymore or I was just discouraged. That's the only word I could think of and it was like God just came over and may as well have been Jesus putting his arm around me and saying, no, I have, I have called you to t- talk about my goodness. I have called you and, and don't listen to those thoughts. And for me, it was just like an awakening of like this season that I'm about to start and just believing in myself again because Jesus believes in me and knowing that I've been called and not questioning that anymore and not allowing all of that accusation and that, um, yeah, all those words that have been spoken over me or about me, just cutting them off and believing more for myself and knowing that I'm not accused, I'm a child of God and because I'm his child, he has plans for me and it's time to start stepping out into them again. And, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you all that. He's got words for you too. Thanks, Sarah. Janine. That's great. I love these stories. Janine, come on up. You right there? Yeah, I'm good. Janine Chap. <laughs> hey. Um, so for me, I've only been in the vineyard movement for a year and I'm totally blessed by it. And so for me, going to conference was about getting with the vineyard people and understanding what, what does vineyard really mean? And I come home with that, going it's family and it's even more than just this church. It's the whole nation of Australia and international as well. And that just blessed me abundantly. Um, on, also for me, um, on Wednesday afternoon, because I was sharing um, my sp- uh, the accommodation space with um, the beautiful Kath Smith and she was telling me about her experiences that was going on for her and God, between God and I said, I'm still waiting for my nugget. I'm still waiting. And so Wednesday night came and um, there was a call to prayer and um, I was standing, I put my hand up for prayer and um, I don't know if many know but I have had lower back pain for... Um, over a year and I can't do the simplest of things of washing or cooking because it just gets painful and I couldn't get out of bed most mornings without having pain relief to get my day going and um, quite debilitating on many levels Um, and so this young man came over and he prayed for me and all the pain was uh, released and gone and I said to him "I, I need my muscles prayed for now so I, he prayed for all my muscles that tighten all the way around and so they were all released and so we hugged and we said, praise God, it's all gone. So about oh, 10 minutes later, I was standing that 10 minutes with a group of my friends that I'd met at conference and um, as part of the symptoms of my back, um, even in worship time or any time, my left leg goes numb down to my knee So I went, God, it's not finished. I want this finished completely. I want the whole thing sealed in the blood. So as I um, saw this young man across the room, I thought, no, I'm going to go over back to him and he's going to complete this work for Jesus. So as I was walking to him, he and his mate were walking to me and they didn't even know what they were doing. But I connected and I said, hey, Jesus is not finished yet. He needs you to pray for my leg. Um, It's still numb. So he goes, cool, good, let's do that. So he prayed and I got relief, uh, a small relief. And then um, he said, how's that going? I said, it's an eight. He goes, all right, let's pray again. He said, where's that now? And I said, oh, it's a five. And his friends go, let me have a go, let me have a go. I want to have a go. So then he prays. And so he's praying. And he says, how's that? And I said, oh, I'm a five here and a three here. He goes, all right, let me pray again. So he goes, praise again. It's all three now. And he this one, let me pray, let me pray. It's my turn now, my turn now. So he's praying. How's that? Oh, it's a three here and a two here. All right, it's my turn. So they've taken him all the way. It was awesome. And we got to a zero. Yay! (laughs) And it's been a zero. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. So for the last uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings, I haven't woken up with any pain. Thank you, Jesus. Yay! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But on Thursday night, I have to share this because, you know, all me, you all know me that I am very, um, get very joyful in the Lord. So... (laughs) Thursday night, I got wrecked in the Lord. Very joyful, and quite a group of us. There was probably four or five women that were just hovering around each other, just wrecked. Um, and this, the tall, this tall guy, 
head and shoulders above me, um, saw me in the crowd and noticed he wanted to report, how was your day, how's your back going? Um, and as he got close to me, I just couldn't put human words to anything and I just kept laughing and giggling and he just hovered and he wanted a report and I'm giggling and the more I'm thinking, trying to say human words, I'm giggling and giggling. Well, he got wrecked too. <laughs> so he's laughing and giggling and when the Holy Spirit just settled down enough, he put words to it. He said, that's the most bizarrest experience I've ever felt. And I went, awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and so then on the Friday morning, I was able to share with them some human words and say that I've been completely healed and whole. So it's very, very exciting. Thanks, Janine. Awesome. Love it. A couple more of the guys. Now, Oli Brown. <laughs> I wasn't at conference. Yes, I know. <laughs> but my conference took me to Rainbow Beach. Oh, you with, had Rainbow Beach my conference. my two granddaughters. And as I was sitting there, Satan said, people don't want to listen to what you've got to say. Hold and that microphone up a bit more and just say Satan doesn't want to listen to what you've got to say. And I rebuke that because it's a lie. We took our granddaughters up. Oh, gosh, I bought my own. Um, we took, Tom and I took our granddaughters up to um, Rainbow Beach for the week. And um, they're nine and eleven. Every night when they're with us, like at home or wherever they are, I always pray for the girls. And um, so, of course, through the week, the, you know, the, there's a bunk, there's a bunk there. And, and you know, I pray individually for the girls. And, um, you know, we, I, I just do with them as I always did with my sons when they were little. And um, there, there was um, a storm came. And uh, Charlotte, my oldest, my, the oldest of the girls, she's 11, and um, she's really scared of storms. And she said, Mama, come and hug me, you know, come and hold me. I said, you'll be right. And uh, anyway, I went over there. And, and Emily, who's nine, she said, quick, Mama, pray. And um, so I guess the point of it is, you know, like I always, I have always prayed for my sons. I have always prayed for my family. And I believe mum always used to say that she prayed for us children, always prayed for us. I believe that once we've been touched, God will never let us go, even though we might wonder. And I believe that my family, and with the way that the, the grandchildren, they, they just embrace that. And once I get my uh, four and three-year-old, once they're allowed to come to Mumma's, they'll be getting the same, <laughs> you know? And it's the, uh, I was thinking, Karen and Trent, of you when you were speaking, and like I just sort of saw, um, I just saw a picture that um, oftentimes I underestimate what I might be doing and the walk that I might be walking, and I might not see the result but the result will come simply because I'm being obedient and that's what you're doing. You're being obedient and, and I believe that God does the rest. Thank you. Thanks, Ollie. Great promising. Caitlin, come on up. Now, while Caitlin's coming up, I also just want to point out that, um, you, you know, we've been praying for Yuda uh, Johnson and Yuda is has just come back home from her trek through Israel and a whole prayer walk journey through North Korea. And then she's home again. And it's really great to have you home. And we're going to catch that story real soon. But not today, but we're going to get that story from you. So, Caitlin Delaney. Hi. I wasn't really planning to share today, but then I just kind of thought, why not? Um, coming to the end of the year, I've just been extremely stressed about finances. Um, Oh dear. Um, yeah, uh, just particularly coming to the end of the year. And I know in my head, like, you don't have to worry about these things. Like, you know, God runs a different economy. You never have to be anxious about anything. You just, you know, pray about it and you give it to Jesus. And I know that in my head. And, like, it didn't matter the amount of times that I went, Jesus, I'm just giving this to you. I know I don't need to worry about this. Like, I just really could not get rid of the stress and the anxiety that I felt about it. Um, just because there's a bunch of things to pay for. And, um, I left the conference with two different people 
having given me money and I left with almost like $200. And it was just a great reminder to me that, you know, God sees you um, and he knows exactly, you know, how you're feeling. And um, yeah, so it was just a really good uh, little reminder for me. And um, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> and um, Judy Wicks, um, some of you may know her. She's so lovely. Um, she just came up to me one day and she was one of the people who gave me a little bit of money and she said, I just started praying for you last night and I was like, oh, oh dear. Um, and then she was just, um, she gave me a bit of money and she was like, um, I just, like for me, it's very painful when people, you know, leave the church on not good terms. Um, you know, because I love these people and it's really sad and painful. Um, and so she kind of gave me a bit of money and she was like, you know, kind of take this as a symbol that, you know, even though people leave, you actually still have family in all different states and people who won't leave you. And it just, that just cracked me right open. Um, yeah, and I was just, oh, it's just um, a week of God reminding me that he's there and he sees me even though, like, I feel this constant stress. I don't need to. And he's got my back. That's it. Good stuff. Thanks, Kate. Nick. To come on up, I'm just um, I'm just conscious of the clock. That's all. Sorry, that wasn't expecting that. That just wrecked <laughs> me. Sorry. Um, um, okay. Um, um, last Sunday, I had a very powerful encounter time, um, praying with somebody. And seeing God really set their life free, I checked in on them during the week, um, an amazing testimony. And so my week started off in the glow of that. And, um, you know, we've been together in ministry for over nearly 25 years, I heard Kirk say the other day that I was like, oh my goodness, I feel so old. But I never want to stop being in awe of what God is doing in people's lives um, however small we might interpret it to be or how huge it is for them. And so I was just basking in the glory of what God had done in this person's life and it was, it was very significant and it was a blockage that they were feeling and, and God just like flipped the lid off and did more than that. So I was basking in that going to conference and um, for Kirk and I, there was a pastor's retreat before conference for a couple of days, um, and that was really fun, um, but not in the sense of retreat because, you know, you go away and you'd be quite quiet and it's a reflective time, um, but we were, we were serving at it, doing a few things, but it was a really great time to connect with the other pastors um, and then to have solitude time on your own for 30 minutes or so each session with the Lord. So that was very significant. Um, but towards the end of that, I started to get sick. I haven't been sick pretty much all year. And then I go to national conference where the theme is healing and I get very sick, throat infection, sore ears. Um, and I had to drive back to Brisbane for two shifts. Usually I have about five or six short shifts during the week and I couldn't get rid of these two shifts. So for me, I felt a little bit disconnected between a very foggy brain and having to come back for work. Um, and I was whinging a little bit to the Lord about that um, because it, I felt a bit disconnected from people just because I'd, my energy levels were low and I couldn't give what I wanted and I... My brain couldn't focus on conversations and I really wanted to have these in-depth conversations. But I also know that the Lord knew that too. Um, and so he ministered to me overnight and I gave up that frustration and just went with the flow of what he was trying to do. And I think it was on the Wednesday night, Robbie did a real call. Yeah, it was because I wasn't there Tuesday. The Wednesday night um, for healing um, and people stood up and put their hand up and then Robbie directed us to go to that person and pray. So I went to this lovely girl called Anna um, and asked her what she wanted healing for and she has epilepsy and she um, her epilepsy is so bad that she has to have somebody with her all the time and so her dad was there as her carer her dad 
Um, lovely, lovely, sweet man, really obviously has father's heart for his daughter, but um, doesn't know Jesus, doesn't love Jesus. Um, and his, they're Vietnamese, so um, I don't know exactly what he was into, but he wasn't into Jesus, let's put it that way. He was more Buddhist, thank you. Um, and he couldn't speak any English. He could understand, I think, a little bit, but he couldn't speak any. So he was there, and it was me and Anna and him. I was like, okay, Lord, you know, this is not just a head cold. This is not just a headache. And I could tell that this condition had shaped and formed her life, shaped and formed who she was. She's had it her whole life. So I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, this is, this is all yours. Um, I need you to come. And so we prayed. She was very open. She really wanted to be free from this condition. And um, the Holy Spirit came and he gave me um, a lot of significant words. Um, you know, that experience you have where you don't really think that, it just comes out. And... There was a physical manifestation in her body. She was very loud and I could see that God was doing something in her. But at the same time, I knew the enemy wanted to embarrass her and shame her. So, um, you know, I just commanded it to be quiet and that it couldn't embarrass her, that it could deliver her very quietly um, of this affliction. And so her dad was there the whole time and I'm thinking, wonder what he's thinking, you know, while I'm praying. Um, and I started to talk to her, to Anna, and, and ask her what was going on. And she was feeling a lightness. She was feeling um, God was definitely moving. Um, and then someone from her church came over, which was great. You know, when two or more pray, I, I really needed that support and help. So someone who knew her very well came over and was able to fill in the bits, the gaps for me that I was missing about dad and so forth. And then the Holy Spirit said, you know, we really need to get dad praying because Robbie had just spoke on about turning up the risk and actually that when you invite unbelievers in, it turns up the faith level, it turns up the risk for God to show up. So he said to her, talk to your dad and get your dad to pray. So they were speaking in Vietnamese. We couldn't understand what they were saying and he was talking back to her and he, he, he kind of shook his head. And there was quite an awkward silence for a few minutes. And then he started talking back to her. So I thought he was praying. I was like, this is really cool. He's praying. Um, but afterwards I discovered that he was saying to her, but no, I don't think this works. And what about this? And what about this? And do you realise this? Do you realise this? And at the end of it he said, but he said, if this is God, then I want you to be healed. So, you know, be healed. I'm willing. And, you know, that's all that God needed. That's all that she needed to see the Spirit come and set her free. Um, and then her pastor came over, which was also good. And she couldn't open her eyes. Um, she just couldn't open them. And we asked her what it was. And she said, I feel very ashamed. And, I, and there was a spirit of fear. And so we broke off those two things and all of a sudden her eyes just popped open like I was really taken by surprise. And she, there was a lightness and a clearness about her face. It was beautiful. Now, that's not, epilepsy is not something that you can gauge, you know, on a scale from 10 to 1, how are you feeling? Um, but the next day... I walked in late, so I didn't hear all her testimony, but the next day she um, gave testimony to the fact that she felt God had healed her completely of epilepsy. And there was a lightness about her. She carried a shame her whole life of the fact that these fits would come upon her and she had no control over it. And so her name's Anna and she does go to a vineyard here in Australia. So I'd love if you could continue to pray that God would indeed completely seal over that healing for her because... It will change her life. It will give her freedoms. As Like she's a woman in her 20s that she's never had her whole life, you know, being alone, being able to drive, being independent. So I see that God's really bringing healing to her life. So that was the highlight for me for the conference. Um, but the, the family atmosphere was amazing and it's what our, our heart has always seeked. It's what we've always fostered as the leadership of Vineyard Australia. And so... Uh, we're really praising God and pray that that would just go from strength to strength. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for that. 
Hey, folks. Uh, now, I know not everyone's had a chance to share that was at conference, but uh, um, there'll be some more opportunities for that over the next sort of few weeks. We'll, we'll create some more space for some more of those stories. But what I, what I thought we would do right now, just because uh, as, 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 as time's pressing on here, um, I, I just thought maybe it would be really great if all of those that went to the conference could come up the front for me um, just if you've spoken or not spoken, just come on up the front, and uh, why don't you do that now? Come on up the front, and 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 what what we want to do is somehow ask that what God did with us as your vineyard family, yeah, come on in, guys, um, that we would be able to bless that to everyone, and that somehow the Holy Spirit will make that transaction and bring it as fruit and blessing to everyone. Does that sound like a plan? Because I often sit listening to these sorts of things and I go, man, I wish I was there. I feel like I missed out. Well, you're not going to miss out because these guys are carrying um, just an, an investment of God's kingdom love and it can be simply imparted and blessed to you so you don't feel like you missed out. So I'm going to pray and then these guys are actually going to form a... Uh, like a like a tunnel, so two lines, one facing the other, and then just we're just going to invite you just to come on and walk through, and they're just going to lay hands to you and ask, Father, what you've blessed to me, would you bless to them, and impart it by your Spirit, and let the joy of everything we've received be theirs as well. Alrighty, this is great watching people organise themselves. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this this the testimonies of. Of you alive as Jesus meeting with with his people this week both at Vineyard Conference and even beyond like all over the place you've been meeting with people God quite you're quite amazing Oli was at Rainbow Beach and you were meeting with Oli too how awesome God uh, Father just everything that you've blessed and built into and gifted and encountered to just those that went to the conference we ask Lord that that in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit would just be ushered into the life of us all that together as the family of Jesus here at Vineyard Pine Rivers we would live for your greater glory in the earth and the joy and the well-being of others in Jesus name we pray Amen